Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk about <sighs> fiscal He's compliance so in the new year. Hey, hey, what's up, DIY narrators? This is Josh Risser, and I'm here to give you some more information that you can use next time you're narrating your own e-learning project. Today's topic is, can a pro VO be too pro? And I'm just going to spoiler right now. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it can. If you get the wrong one, or if they don't know what they're doing, or whatever. But we're going to figure out what happens when something sounds too perfect or too professional, and how you can prevent that in your DIY narration. This comes up because I know there are DIY narrators out there that do it yourself because you don't like how a professional VO sounds on your project. And I've even heard people say that sometimes you get a professional VO that sounds too professional, and then it makes it feel like they can't be trusted because this gal is too good. There's no way I can believe anything she says. This is too well rehearsed, or this is obviously scripted. And I think that the thing is, this is the catch-22. The learner knows it's scripted. You know it's scripted. The VO knows it's scripted. But it shouldn't come out sounding like it's scripted. For example, this podcast right now, not scripted, but I have a whole bunch of notes and specific phrases I want to say that are coming up. But hopefully you don't know when I read a phrase or read a line from my notes versus when I just say it off the cuff. Ooh, now who can't be trusted? And there are specific symptoms that show up in the delivery of a 2Pro VO that actually don't make it sound professional, to me anyway. It might sound professional because it sounds like it should be professional, but it's not professional. And if we go back to when I opened this podcast, I said the VO might not know what they're doing when this happens. The thing is, it'll come out too stiff. It'll come out robotic. It'll obviously come out overall just too formal. And because they sound too formal, they also might not sound like they're part of the company culture or they're part of the team. And they don't sound in the terms of what I saw online before and asking this question to people. They don't sound like us, right? A lot of people think, a voiceover talent can't sound like us because they're not immersed in the company culture. And to an extent, that is true. But what a good VO should be able to do is take notes from you and direction and provide you with a little bit of an audition at the beginning of a project that says, this is how it'll sound if it comes from me. Do you have any feedback? And then you get the opportunity to redirect, provide some feedback, hopefully get something that sounds a lot closer to an employee in your company who is a senior employee who is training someone on the job. Because that's kind of my goal when I deliver e-learning especially. Not to sound like the guy reading an e-learning script trying to sound like a voiceover talent. But like that friendly coworker that sits next to you and has just been on the job for a long time. Because anyone out there knows there's this tribal knowledge that kind of disseminates in the, uh, in the culture of a company. And that tribal knowledge sometimes gets into the brains a lot easier than training knowledge. And Hopefully, through delivery, we can make it feel more like tribal knowledge than just training knowledge. So, what can we learn as DIY narrators from these experiences and examples out there that we've all heard that sound too professional, but in my professional opinion, 
sound anything but professional. What can we do as DIY narrators to prevent that and fix it while we record? Because you obviously can't fix bad performance in post-production, which is why in the foundations of narration, the number one most important thing you do is perform the narration well. You can download the foundations of narration over at DIYNarrator.com. There's five of them, or you can just go back and listen to another one. To recap a little bit, things that make you sound too perfect. You sound too stiff. You sound robotic. You're not speaking the language of the company because you're trying too hard to do a good job at reading the script and not delivering the script. You're more focused on getting the words right as opposed to speaking to just one person. When you're doing that, what's happening is you're ignoring the intent of the script. And you're like, oh, Josh just said intent again on DIY narrator drinking game. Whenever Josh says intent, take a shot. One episode, flat on the floor, 20 minutes. But intent takes care of everything. That's the thing. I actually have that note written from one of my voiceover mentors out there that we were doing some coaching. When I was first learning, he actually told me that intent takes care of everything else. When you understand the intent of the script, why is something in that script, then everything else falls into place. Your pronunciation is going to be just fine. Your pacing is going to be just fine. Understanding who's it for, the tone of it, it's all going to be just fine. Otherwise, if you don't have good intent, you're going to be overly perfect in your pronunciation. You're going to be way too deliberate and consistent in your pacing, which is going to be consistently slow, which is going to be obnoxiously annoying for your listeners. Consistent slow pacing sounds like a robot. And then you're just going to sound kind of flat and kind of boring the entire time. And then you're also going to focus too much on sounding good. And then you're going to lead right back to that impression of an e-learning voiceover, which probably sounds something like this. This module will give you a basic overview, design tips, and troubleshooting for PIC-MCU oscillators, and is intended for those new to PIC-MCUs, or those requiring a refresher on PIC-MCU oscillators. It is recommended that you have previously taken or are familiar with the PIC-MCU X14 architecture and instruction set modules. So that's my bad impression of me, I guess. Honestly, I have no idea what I just said in that script. I just read it. I attempted to hit every word exactly as it was written. I did not combine anything into contractions. And it was kind of the same speed all the way through. So let me try to loosen up, do it again, and include the cheesy music once more. This module will give you a basic overview, design tips, and troubleshooting for PICMCU oscillators, and is intended for those new to PICMCUs or those requiring a refresher on PICMCU oscillators. It's recommended you've previously taken or are familiar with the PICMCU X14 architecture and instruction set modules. All right, first thing I did there, number one, I just loosened up, let myself be myself in the e-learning script. It's okay to be you as a narrator. In fact, I highly recommend it because if you don't sound like you, then you just sound like a bad impression of someone else. So the first thing I thought, what is the overall intent of this slide? And it's an introduction slide. We're just telling you what you're going to learn, telling you what we're going to tell you, which I think is in some training book somewhere. The thing is, no one cares. It's not like you're really priming their brain to learn. They kind of know what they're doing before they even hit play. With that said, pick up the pace a little bit. 
don't drag your learner's ears out on stuff that's not even real knowledge. With one caveat, there are a couple of places where I stretched words just in case they might have clicked on the wrong link in their LMS, and now they're like, oh, I did not need a new course. So where I did that was in the line intended for those new to PIC MCUs or those requiring a refresher. Once again, that goes back to the intent of that line. What we're trying to do is make sure they're in the right place. They open the right link. That's all that matters. So we're just dragging out new or requiring a refresher. Also, why did we say that so many times in three sentences? PICMCU, PICMCU, PICMCU oscillators? That's ridiculous. Next, I went through and I found the spots where I can contract things to make it sound a little more casual. It is recommended. It's recommended. You have previously taken. You've previously taken. It's recommended you've previously taken or are familiar with the PCM, blah, 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 architecture. Now, as you've done this over time, you can start to just automatically contract. I, I didn't explicitly go and go, it is, uh, that's it's, you have, you've previously taken familiar with the, just, I just do it on the fly. It's a skill that you pick up. You kind of learn to anticipate the next words in the sentences and filter them through your casual language center of your brain. That's totally a real place in your brain. Just ask someone. All right, so what we've basically done here is we've taken a script that is super dry, super, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it super technical, but I might read a little more of the script. It's six pages, so there's bound to be more technical stuff that I probably should have used, but I really just pulled this up while I was recording here. But what we've done is we've taken something that's a little stiff, a little technical, and made it sound like a human, which all of a sudden makes it sound less professional VO and more person sitting next to me telling me how it's done. And honestly, as a person who has learned things before, I've learned more sitting next to someone being shown how to do something or being taught something side by side than sitting in a classroom being taught something. If you're like me, the number one place you go to learn something is probably your LMS. Just kidding. It's probably YouTube. And you watch a video and someone's showing you how to do it on the fly, not scripted, they're like, this is where you find that thing on your car that's going when you drive. And this is how you fix it. Can we recreate that experience in a regular e-learning course with narration behind it? What we can do is do our best to just sound approachable and welcoming and like a human and not like someone reading a script. So basically, don't focus on sounding good and doing your impression of a voiceover actor. I'm giving you permission to sound like you sound in normal conversation while you're reading a script. And if you want some more tips on how to do that, go back to episode 2, maybe episode 1. There's an early episode where I go over 5 performance tips that'll get you in the right zone for narrating as a human and not a robot. I mean, you've probably already listened to all these episodes multiple times, right? So you know exactly which one I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm giving you permission to sound like you in your next e-learning DIY narration. And if your boss hears it and they're like, you know, this just this doesn't sound right. Just tell them, that's what Josh told me to do. Time to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening to DIY Narrator. 
head over to DIYNarrator.com for show notes and links and other episodes. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter at DIYNarrator.com and I'll send you the infographic with the five foundations of narration so you can get kind of an overview and a gist of what's going on, what I'm basing each of these episodes on, and actually I'm spending the most time on performance. But I've got more episodes coming down the pike with microphone suggestions and recommendations because people love to talk about equipment and you know we'll talk some more about scripts and if you're going to be at learning solutions slash realities 360 in 2020 that is coming up in like a month check me out thursday night april 1st four to five speaking on building character and character archetypes for vr based learning it's going to be fun and if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out, host at DIYNarrator.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'm sometimes on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. See you next time.